I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It's Tuesday, June 27th. Hope you're having a great day. It's a beautiful day outside. The sun is shining and uh, we are happy that we could spend some time with you today on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, for all of our local listeners, we welcome you, those on the radio app and those on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And then those watching today on Facebook and YouTube, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to be with us. I hope you're doing well already today. Uh, we had a great time last night, our opening night of Kids Crusade. And thank you so much to all the workers that came out. Uh, thank you to all the parents and grandparents and neighbors that, that brought the kids in for the service last night. We had a great time. Uh, by the way, God gave us a beautiful evening. It didn't uh, rain or storm. They, I saw my uh, weather uh, channel app, I saw that there was a 100% chance of rain and thunderstorms. There was warnings for uh, high winds and all of that stuff, and God just pushed it all away. And uh, we had a great night, had a good time, a good spirit. The kids listened so well. Uh, we had 12 last night that put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We had a lot more that responded to the invitation, uh, but there were a few that maybe were not ready or didn't understand, or maybe a few that had already been saved. Uh, but 12 last night put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And we are so thankful for that. It was a great turnout last night too. And we're looking forward to tonight. Hope you'll be in prayer for our kids crusade. It's our version of uh, Vacation Bible School. Uh, last night, and then we'll do tonight at 6.30, and then tomorrow night at 6.30. And we're looking forward to a great uh, final two nights of Kids Crusade. I hope you pray. Uh, pray for a good night tonight. Pray for safety. Pray for good weather. Uh, pray for all the workers. Pray for all the kids. Uh, pray for everybody traveling back and forth. Uh, just pray it'd be a wonderful time. A happy birthday today to Marsha Britton. A happy birthday to Michael Joyner and a happy birthday to Tim McGeha. I hope you have a great day today. And then a happy anniversary today to Bobby and Edna Jones and happy anniversary uh, to Scott and Renee Pierce. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. This is the 25th anniversary for Scott and Renee and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time. Well, let's pray for our church, pray for our school. Uh, pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for one another. And uh, let's pray that uh, God would help us each and every day to live on the winning side. We're going to go to a song. Here's a great song. God's grace is sufficient. And then uh, right after this song, we'll get into our Bible study on the subject of prayer. grace is sufficient for me, for me. God's grace is sufficient for me. When it seems all hope is gone, He is high upon His throne, working out the plan He started in me. Even when the way is dark and I can't see very far, He the bright and shining light will be. I will worship and proclaim and give glory to His name, for His grace is sufficient for me. God 
God's grace was sufficient for Elijah as he was standing there upon the mount. All the prophets of Baal, they began to scream and yell, but their God couldn't even make a sound. Well, then Elijah prayed through just to see what God would do, and the fire of the Lord did fall. It consumed the sacrifice with a single flash of light, and Jehovah God was worshipped by all. God's grace is sufficient for me, for me. God's grace is sufficient for me. When it seems all hope is gone, He is high upon His throne, working out the plan He started in me. Even when the way is dark and I can't see very far, He the bright and shining light will be. I will worship and proclaim and give glory to His name, for His grace is sufficient for me. God's grace was sufficient for old Jonah, sitting in the belly of the whale. Oh, Jonah should have died, but the Lord kept him alive so that he would have a story he could tell. Well, then Jonah prayed through just to see what God would do, and the fish came a-swimming to the shore. Well, he spit old Jonah out, and when Jonah hit the ground, he was preaching like he never had before. Is sufficient for me, for me. God's grace is sufficient for me. When it seems all hope is gone, He is high upon His throne, working out the plan He started in me. Even when the way is dark and I can't see very far, He the bright and shining light will be. I will worship and proclaim and give glory to His name, for His grace is sufficient for me. I will worship and proclaim and give glory to His name, for His grace is sufficient for me. Amen for that. God's grace is sufficient. And I thank the Lord for that promise. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where the Apostle Paul uh, he had a thorn in the flesh and he prayed and he says, I besought the Lord three times that he would uh, remove it from me. But you know, God didn't remove that thorn, did he? Uh, instead, God gave Paul his grace and he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And in response to that, Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And uh, whatever that infirmity is, whatever that thorn in the flesh is that you may have today, uh, I hope you know that God may remove it, but He may not. But God will give grace, and His grace is always sufficient. God's grace is always enough for whatever you're going through. And I thank the Lord uh, for that great promise. That's a great song. I'm glad we got to hear that today. Well, we're looking forward to tonight. I already told you about Kids Crusade, and uh, I'm still rejoicing in last night. What a wonderful time. And I tell you one thing, these, these boys and girls, uh, first through sixth grade, they've got a lot of energy. And uh, we had a great time last night. We had skits and games and competitions and singing and preaching and all of that. And uh, it was awesome. But we're looking forward to a great night tonight. We're in our Bible study on the subject of prayer. We started a, probably about two weeks ago now, but we have talked about in prayer, there's a lot of different aspects that we need to include in prayer. One is praise. If we're going to come before the presence of God, we need to come with praise. I was preaching last night to the kids in uh, Kids Crusade, and we we're talking about that passage where uh, Paul and Silas in Acts 16, they were in jail. And the Bible says that it was at midnight, 
and that God sent the great earthquake that shook the foundations of the jail. And uh, it opened all the doors and it loosed all the chains uh, of all the prisoners. Isn't that an amazing earthquake? Uh, it was a miraculous earthquake. God sent it. But one of the things that was so interesting to me is it tells us specifically what Paul and Silas were doing at the time of that earthquake. It was midnight. They're in prison. Uh, they're in jail. They're locked up. I'm sure it was dark. I'm sure it was damp. I'm sure it was spooky. I'm sure it was depressing. Uh, I'm sure they were hungry. I'm sure they were hurting. But at midnight, they did two things. And it doesn't say they were complaining. It doesn't say they were griping. It doesn't say they were mad. It doesn't say they were pouting. But it says they prayed and they praised God. And those are things that we ought to do even in the midnight hour. Uh, even when there's times where it seems like the whole world's against us, that's where we, we still should pray and praise. And so as we're looking at the subject of prayer, number one, we said we should praise God. Uh, come into the presence of God uh, with, with praise and worship Him and, and honor Him and magnify Him. We said also in our prayer there should be a time of waiting. Waiting is that we're, we're not in a hurry. We're not pushing God to do something. Uh, you, that may work uh, with a friend or that may work with a boss, but you're not going to pressure God into doing something because you're in such a hurry. I want to tell you, God's not in a hurry. God is uh, a sovereign. God is uh, omnipotent. He's all-powerful and uh, he's over everything and he's in control and, and, and you and I ought to wait on God and we ought to get on God's schedule and don't be in a hurry. Uh, trust God. Trust that his timing his, is perfect. And then we saw in this uh, subject of prayer, we saw the aspect of confession, confessing our sin and, and seeing God uh, cleanse us. And of course, when we confess, God is faithful and just to forgive. And then we, we concluded yesterday, I've got one more thought I want to give on this subject, but we really wrapped up yesterday the subject of scripture praying. And that is when you pray, you claim the promises of the word of God. Um, I think it was Spurgeon that said, uh, you, you come before God in prayer and you say, uh, God, I'm asking you to do as thou hast said. And we're, we're saying, God, we're asking you to answer according to your word. The last thought I'd like to give you on the subject of scripture praying uh, comes from E.M. Bounds, who wrote many great books on the subject of prayer. But he said this, he said, the word of God is the fulcrum upon which the lever of prayer is placed. Now, you learned that, I'm sure, at an early age, and you've used it many times in your life. I know I have. If you're trying to get something heavy off the ground, uh, you need some leverage, right? And so you put a rock or you put a, a brick or a block of some kind down, and, and with that, that leverage, then you're able to move that object that you could not move before. And E.M. Bounds said that the Bible, the Word of God, is the fulcrum upon which the lever of prayer is placed. And that is how things mightily are accomplished. And that's how God moves mountains because of prayer that is based upon the Word of God. And so I thought that was a great thought. I meant to say it yesterday uh, as we concluded, but do you ever do that? Do you ever mean to say something and you forget until after the fact? Well, I forgot. And so I wanted to get that in there. I hope that's a help to you. Today, I want us in our subject of prayer, I want us to talk about the aspect of watching. Now, 
I'll be honest, sometimes waiting and watching can seem to be synonymous, but I, I believe they're different, and I want to explain that to you today. Ephesians 6, in your Bibles, this is the, uh, the, the chapter where we find the whole armor of God. And you get all through all of the armor, having your uh, loins girt about with truth and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of, of peace and uh, the, the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. And I think I got all of them there. If I missed one, I didn't mean to. But then you get to the very end. And at the very end, the Bible says that we as Christians should be praying always. That's a good thing to do. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Uh, it's, we got a whole lot to unpack from this verse. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. Our prayer ought to be in the Spirit of God. But then it says this, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. The, 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 the subject I want to give you today is the, the subject of watching. In prayer, we ought to watch. Jesus commanded his disciples in Matthew 26, he said, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mark 14, 38, watch ye and pray lest ye enter into temptation. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. The word watch, it means to be awake. It means to be vigilant. A watch was uh, staying awake in order to guard. It was a close observation. It was to be on the alert. It is the same word found in 1 Peter 5.8 where it says that we are to be sober and be vigilant. That means to watch. I'm preaching tonight to the Kids Crusade. I'm preaching on the subject of prayer. And uh, one of the uh, passages we're looking at tonight is in the book of Acts where Peter was in prayer. And the Bible says that they assigned to Peter four quaternions of soldiers. That's kind of interesting. Uh, a quaternion, that was a group of four. And those soldiers would have, uh, those soldiers would be on either side of the prisoner, and then there'd be two outside watching the door. And the reason they would assign four sets of four was so that they would cover all of the different watches of the night. And those soldiers would be alert, and those soldiers would be awake, and those soldiers would be ready. Well, God commands us to watch. He commands us to be on guard. He, he commands us to be observing what is going, going on so that we can pray more effectively. As Christians, we must stay awake spiritually and be on guard. This is true concerning our prayer life. To pray correctly, one must be mentally alert and vigilant. Much praying is hampered by a dull, drowsy, frame of mind. Oh my, is that not convicting? You know sometimes why our prayer is hindered is because we're dozing in and out. We're half asleep. We're not even really thinking about what we're praying. Uh, we're just trying to keep our eyes open. And you say, well, pastor, that that's describes my prayer life. Well, keep praying. Don't stop praying, but, but do your best while you pray to be alert and to be awake so that you can pray and so that you can get a hold of God. In Bible times, we mentioned already, but there were watchmen that were on the walls to guard the cities from the attacks of the enemy. Boy, I tell you what, we need watchmen. 
We need Christian uh, fathers and Christian mothers and Christian husbands and Christian wives and Christian teenagers and Christian children. And we need some Christian adults and senior saints. And we need some Christian uh, Sunday school teachers and workers that will be on the watch, that will be watching for the attacks. And when those attacks come, you say, what do we do? We pray. We pray and we, we, we come before God and we make our request known unto Him. This subject of watching is such an important subject as we talk about prayer. I want to encourage you today that as you pray, watch. Be alert. Be on guard. Uh, look for things that you can pray for. Look for people that need your prayers. Look for situations that need somebody to step in and to say, I'm going to pray about that need. I hope this helps you today and hope you have a great day. God bless you. And we'll look forward to seeing many of you tonight for our Kids Crusade. And I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. God bless you. Side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.